No. That was the return to Earth of a comet called Nemesis that has been in orbit for exactly 350 years. You're amazing, Professor. Being able to tell all that just from your noise. Isn't difficult, really. It was me who launched it into space in the first place. This may qualify as the worst miscalculation since life crawled out of the seas in this sad planet. Today's episode. Aren't you feeling marchy? I'm feeling marchy. So damn marchy. March, march, march. Yes. I like a robo man, but wrong, wrong baddie. They're, they're supposed to be with the Daleks. You ever listen to any Wagner? Do you know Wagner? Nothing has happened. You've been for a picnic and now you're really scared. Tell me, why do you like the skinheads? She had ownership of each scene in the way that Sylvester McCoy didn't. Give me a statue and I'm happy. Always. He really is! Oh my God, he's so right. It's a very long and unnecessary walk in the country. I mean, they weren't the best Nazis. They were <laughs> not that any Nazis are good. As Nazis go, they were quite nice and timid. <laughs> Hello and welcome to World Enough and Time. My name is Andy. And I'm Alex. Hey. How are you? Good. Very good. It's bright and sunny here, but very cold. Very cold. Oh. Well, it's lovely and hot here, like really hot. It's um, wow. yeah, it's kind of sweaty, gross weather. But I'm, I'm always <laughs> with the sweaty, gross. It's yeah, it's a happy place. So yes, we are winning yeah. right now. That's the one thing. That's that's the pleasure of living in New Zealand. It's just the ability to lord it over everyone in England when it's when it's winter. I just I win every time. So yay. <laughs> so um. Here in the UK, we get a, a crappy program hosted by that woman off Pop Idol, Nikki, whatever you call her, I don't remember what her name is, where it's about whether they go to live in New Zealand or not, and they keep flipping a card in their hands <laughs> as to whether it's New Zealand or the UK. Oh, yeah. Sort of, yes. Um, and I just think it's amusing because it seems like hardly anyone goes. <laughs> it's like they're always undecided really? at the end of the program. Thing. I'm kind of like, well, no one's going to go. It's not going to happen. But clearly some people do, oh. don't they, Al? <laughs> Yeah, and they definitely don't regret that decision at any point. No, never. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah. No, it's um, yeah, it's a choice, and I'm I'm liking it at the moment. It's not good. bad. Yeah, it really is. Just the the summer six months are, are good ones. We like those ones. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. I wish I'd just get some work there when it's really sunny. I'm trying to think. Have I been there when it's proper summer ever? Yeah. Oh, well, when you came for the um, Reign of Terror podcast, that was oh, pretty yes. nice was. weather, wasn't it? Oh, I went there. 
I went back there uh, the Papakanga. a weeks ago. Kanga? The Papakanga. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it was yeah, way hotter than actually than when you were there. So yeah, That's I had right. better summer weather than you. Ha. Winner. Can I just keep going on about that? Good, glad. Um, yeah, but you didn't have me yeah, there no, lying next was, to you podcasting. Really no, that's true. I did kind of sit at exactly that same point, though, and just did think you? happy thoughts while reading Sharda. Yes, yes. It was lovely. Oh, that's lovely. Well done. Yes. So, you know what I'm going to ask you now, because it's almost tradition, even though we have not got um, a, what's it called, a jingle for it yet. And that is, what have you been watching on TV? <laughs> I have been mainly watching what I've been watching. Um, I watched something quite sci-fi-ish. What's it? Oh, I've really enjoyed something recently. God, I should have prepped for that. Um, I've watched <laughs> so much that I really can't... I've watched all of Atypical in the last two days, which is very naughty of me. Um, What's again, Atypical? Um, it's just um, a Netflix series um, that kind of is about a family and the, um, the main character is on the spectrum and it's just quite interesting. So yes, that's been fun. Um, but yeah, like you, you tell me yours and then it'll spark a memory and I'll be like, that's what I've been watching, so tell me. I don't think you've been watching this. I, think, I don't know whether it's the fourth or fifth series now, I lose count. Um, but we're watching Outlander Sing again at the moment. Oh, yes. I, again, as in you've started again. Or you just picked it back up. Picked it back up, which we do every now and then. Because oh, it's slightly Yeah, I keep thinking. Yeah, it is. Have you never, have you never watched any of it? The whole of series 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, I watched yeah. all of series 1 and 2. But I just, yes. Series 2 took forever to like keep going back totally. to it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So have you so not seen you, series have you been three? enjoying it? No. Oh, series three was good. Um, yeah, it's it's okay, but it's kind of like we'll put this on because John's to bed now and we can watch this. But it's kind of like it's not a chore, but you kind of like you're very aware that you're trying to get through it. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. No, um, yeah. It needs to be exciting, and it's not at the moment. It's kind of a bit like yeah. Survivors started off well, although this series actually didn't start off well. It started off really cool. So I don't know what I'm talking about. But it's, just quite, <laughs> it's, got, quite, it's got quite rural at the moment. It feels like Terence Dudley's got a hold of it and he's making it more about the land at the moment. Oh, cute. Four. I quite like that, though. I've been, there's so many I series know, I, I think know. I would just be happy if they just went off and farmed for the whole of this series. Okay, um, you would yeah. love series four. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh, it's so cosy, is it? Oh, I'm trying to get Christy oh, you, to watch you will find, it. It is quite cosy. You'll like Series 4, then. Yeah, it's funny. Oh, I must. I'm trying to get Christy Sorry. to watch The Good Life because he's never seen The Good Life. And I just, wow. the cosiness of it, I think he would just absolutely adore. So, yes, that's something I will watch as soon as I can get a bloody working DVD player. Very, very Yeah, very, that's, very, that's very. my struggle. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's hard. Life is tricky. Yeah. We're just um, surprised because yes. we, we watched it with John. We watched The Good Life with John, and he really enjoys it. He loves it, which and it does stand oh. up. Well, yes, that's the thing. When I've gone back to it a couple of times, I thought, actually, this is amazing. And I do love Felicity Kindle's bottom. It is quite stunning. <laughs> yes, win prizes. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I'm thinking there probably isn't anything. I'm just flicking through to see what it is that I've been watching. But it obviously is just 
tidbits of crap. So yeah, apologies. I need <laughs> to be committed to something. Oh no, I have. I have no, watched wow, it. Thank you. Hold the front page. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the first season of The Witcher. Oh, good. Oh. Um. Uh, no. I, well. You sounded excited. It's just, it's had so much talked about, and every episode you're waiting for the thing to happen, and then you kind of keep. I don't know that the feeling of expectation with it is great because because you know we're only on season one and it's going to be big and it's like it's like a whole series of books and you're like this this could be it this could be the series I've been waiting for it hasn't yeah. got there yet but it's just that excitement of I don't know what's coming but it's going to be special is is kind of keeps you coming back but um yeah no at the moment I don't like him and I like her less than I did when it started, so it just kind of yeah. I'm I'm hopeful, but it may not. <laughs> but I watched it. <laughs> that was less than a glowing recommendation, I feel. <laughs> yes. Uh, you see, I saw a clip for it, a preview clip for it. It seemed to be a very long shot of him getting out of a bath or something, and I was thinking, I don't think this is aimed at me. But <laughs> I don't know. It felt yeah, like I don't. I know there's a lot. I mean, when I look on like Twitter and stuff, like a lot of the stuff about it is about his body. Um, right. It isn't like the main part of the plot. Like that, they do tend to keep sex scenes to quite a minimum. And the whole when he's getting in there, the bad stuff is generally that's how they advertise it. But the actual <laughs> episode itself is actually quite good. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think that's just that's how they're getting people into it. And also. Women are famously less into um, fantasy shit, so I think that's. Oh, that's I see, the so that's because guys will watch it anyway, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I see. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yes. I'm pleased about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been very upset if I hadn't told you, even though I'm not thinking it's amazing. But still. <laughs> no, no, it's interesting. I'm confused yeah. by that, but also intrigued. Um, <laughs> I think it's time for a quiz! Yes! It's yes! been so long! I feel unquizzed at the moment. This is going to be amazing and you're gonna I'm going to feel... do so well. Honestly, you're going to feel so quizzed in a minute. It's going to be frightening. <laughs> oh, God. Really? Okay, now, do you remember? ready. I'm going to take notes. Do you remember a quiz back in the day? Back in the day. Called mm-hmm. Unmade Hartnells. Yes! Yes, I do. And it ended up being more get into Andy's brain and what kind of madness can he make up himself. But yes, oh. I like it. Well, we're, we're up for unmade Troutons today. Gosh. Yay! Good. Good. So, I have ten synopses. Um, some of them are true. Some of them are made up in my brain of death. Yes. But I'm not telling you how many are true and how many are false. Maybe all of them are okay. true. Maybe all of them are false. Who knows? <laughs> Who can say? <laughs> Who yes. can say? So, are you ready? There's ten of them. We're yes. Starting with number one in time-honoured fashion. Number one, The Helping Hands. A corporate mogul sees the deadly Cybermen as the perfect solution to help the beleaguered housewives of Britain. It just sounds so plausible. And it sounds quite... <laughs> Sounds quite Avengersy. Like I can see that happening. I can see 
that being a very workable plot. <sighs> I would like you to say either either trout on or trout off. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, Should have explained it earlier. I I liked it now. Um, I'm going to say trout off. Oh, you're right. Made it up. Made it up. (laughs) Damn you. Right. (laughs) Two. The new machines. A race of people are wiped out by powerful robots that they created. The robots become so advanced that they're even able to create a race of new people. But the robots then fear that these new humans will dominate them. Oh, golly, again. If all of these do come from your brain, then you really need to write for the new season, sweetie. Um, Oh, I like. Uh, The thing that makes me question it is it just seems to too new and clever like the whole ai kind of a thing and robots being clever enough to make humans i just don't think that would have happened back then but i will be proven wrong um so i'm going to say trout off again no it's trout on oh god they were so ahead of their time yes i know that's it's a real goodie. one it's a goodie mm. okay. and why not why did it not happen i have no information on this <laughs> Goodness me. You are the information guy. Yeah. Three. The return of the... Ne- Sorry, I said it wrong. <laughs> the return of the Neanderthal. Back on Earth, the TARDIS is dragged beneath the desert, where the Doctor and his companions encounter people descended from Earth's Neanderthal man. They wish to return to the Earth of 2016. The return of the Neanderthal. On Earth, the TARDIS is dragged beneath a desert where the Doctor and his companions encounter people descended from Earth's Neanderthal man who wish to return to the Earth of 2016. Okay. Well, that doesn't make any sense, so (laughs) shout on. (laughs) True, yes. (laughs) I tried to make it sound more better than it did, but still, it's like... This is why we're not making it. It doesn't make sense and it's shit. Although having said that, <laughs> on Wikipedia it was saying this may have been the basis for the Silurians and picked up later and changed. Yes, that did yeah. make me think, oh, they can't be because of the Silurians. Yes, that's a good thought. <laughs> so at the moment you have two out of three. Number four. Good. A bride for Jamie. A Martian queen intends to make Jamie her consort, but the doctor discovers that this will mean his certain death. Like Martians and a consort, it just sounds too Peladony. It's not allowed. You can't do that kind of thing. Um, Bride for Jamie. It's a really bad name as well. Trout. (laughs) Trout. (laughs) Good start. Trout on. No, I made it up. Yay! Oh, <laughs> bad man. You made up a really crap one. I know I did. Turd face. 
<laughs> so proud Clapping. of your crapness. <laughs> yes. <sighs> Good. <laughs> right. There are some shitty ones that read like that, though, that honestly are. And I'm kind of like, what? But anyway, <laughs> the next one is called... This is number five, I think, is it? Yes. The King's Champion. The Doctor and his companions become members of the court of Queen Elizabeth I at the time of the Spanish Armada. That's not a plot. <laughs> there is the plot. Maybe that's why it wasn't made. Maybe. <laughs> Where's um, the plot? I'm going to say chowed on because I want to. It's not. I made it up. Yay. You bastard. You gave uh, me no plot and made me go for it. Give me fucking plot next time. <laughs> there are no rules. Right. The next one is called The Last Rites. The Doctor visits the planet Mortis, where the dead have suddenly come to life. Oh, you bad man. hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't trust my own senses anymore. <laughs> it sounds like they would have the planet Mortis meaning dead, wherever all the dead come to life, or it sounds like it could just be a crap plot now, because now I know you come up with crap plots. <laughs> oh! <sighs> I'm gonna say shout <laughs> Off! Well done! <laughs> Yay! Well, you did it. So you're Bad on three man. points. Doing well. Right. Shut I think up. my problem with my problem with unmade heart nulls was that I made up the plots for two details, so you know. But you maybe I've still got some details. A lot shitter. Yeah. Yeah. More in line with the actual <laughs> proposed stories. <laughs> right. The next one is called Operation Werewolf. The Doctor arrives in Normandy just prior to the D-Day landings. There he discovers that the Nazis intend to win the war using a form of matter teleportation. On, all the way. Trout on, on, on! Correct. Yes! I want to watch it. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's, it's looked good actually. Six parts and it was... Oh, it looks rather good. Um, proposed by Douglas Camfield, who was actually a, a director. But yeah. Right. The next one is called Aliens in the Blood. This story was, this proposed story was set in the 22nd century and dealt with an outbreak. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this story was set in the 22nd century and dealt with an outbreak of mutants with ESP powers. Uh, ESP powers. <laughs> oh, mutants would have ESP powers. That's what they do, sweetie. Um, trout off. No, it was a trout on. It's oh, a shame. Shame. You Such are so shame. pleased with yourself. So You're damn proud. You're only on four. <laughs> totally beaten you. Um, right. Number nine. The gatekeeper. 
the Doctor and his companions travel beyond the known universe through a portal controlled by a being only sorry known only as the Gatekeeper. Well, shit plot alert. Shit plot alert! <laughs> Trout off! Trout off. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Made it up. Made it Yay. up. So you're on five. Good. Can you See, make six? Winner. winner, winner, chicken dinner. Well, anyway, I've got 50% of your madness, even if I don't. Good. The last story. The Eye in Space. Concerning an omniscient octopoid eye in space, which drew things toward it, including the TARDIS. You can just see that being proposed. It's like, well, we definitely can't go on location. We definitely haven't got any money left. But let's just have people sat in the TARDIS being drawn to an eye, going a bit mental. It's like the edge of destruction for the Trouton years. Um... Trout on. Correct. Yes. Real. This shit is real. <laughs> Six out of Six ten. Six out of ten. Not yes. bad considering. That's amazing. Well that one was proposed thank by you. Victor Pemberton, who wrote, wrote Fury from the Deep. There we go. Oh, okay. Ooh. Yes. Well, some Gasp. facts. You haven't been giving us many facts on the rest, so. Thank you no, for, I the, know. for that fact, at least. <laughs> yes, thank you. Good. 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 <laughs> Winner. So. Amazing. Hark. <laughs> You're like, She's here again. The down. <laughs> the excitement. Remember how exciting it is when an old Celtic crow comes flying at you. It's exciting. <laughs> It's so exciting. It's my favourite part of the podcast. Is it? Brackets, it isn't. Brackets, it isn't. <laughs> Brackets, I wish I'd never started it. This shit annoys me. Is that it? <laughs> I'm unfurling the scroll. Can you hear the unfurling? <laughs> I love that you still do it. Thank you. Yes? The scroll reads... The new Doctor hails from a parallel universe and is the timeless child. <gasps> oh my god. Oh my gosh. There's just there's so much in there. Like with just a few words, like it just sets your whole mind just whirling with just the possibilities, isn't it? It's yeah, so, no, it's so like, confusing. Yeah. Now the thing is, this will go out in March. <laughs> Aren't you feeling Marchy? I'm feeling Marchy. <laughs> So damn marchy. March, march, march. Yes. Yes. So I'm and, trying to think, will we know, point, will we know by will then? Revealed. I think, oh. well, it's 1st of March Please. today. It's 1st of March today, remember. And we've obviously yes, got I'm episode 10 left. Or maybe it's already happened. Who can say? <laughs> <laughs> but still, do you think it will all be answered within this season? I hope Is that not. how they always I do like it? it to, I, I don't like it being too bows. No. Too many bows on top. No. How no. Bad Wolf carried on for a wee time, didn't it? Or did it not? Did that girl tie no. down one? No. Not. Not do. Not. It finished. Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. Anyway, that is approaching sort of the Kaliak being current. 
yes and <laughs> like tapping into like her kind of occult knowledge like that's, that's a good avenue for her she has that in her she's all seeing she knows stuff that no one else can see or wow. understand so really this this is her secret skill so good I'm job calling Kelly. Yeah. i'm calling it now there's going to be crows in episode 10 or at least on the lead up yes. to episode 10 so just watch <laughs> editor's note this episode was recorded before Praxius was shown. Andy is feeling very pleased with himself. Well, surely Kaliak could tell us. Maybe that'll be the next bit of news. Very excited. She's not interested. She's off. She's off. <laughs> Bye. What did you feed her this time? I didn't. I didn't. She didn't seem hungry. I know. So rude. Okay. Great. Good. So now... We've got that out of the way. <laughs> Again. <laughs> what, your favourite bit? <laughs> Hi, Jess. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh. I love it. I love it. We come to our story du jour. But before we do, oh, I need to talk yes. about the, the journey to the story du jour. So yes. because of evil Brexit, death of death and horror horrible Brexiteer world of horrible people and stupidity and non-inclusivity. Calm down, hold How do furniture. How you stand on that? <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you. Um, I don't okay. trust, I don't like voting anymore and I will never vote ever again. I will, but I don't like voting. <laughs> and it's, it's banal, inane, and it's polarising and it's binary and it's shit. So no votes Good. for me anymore. I mean, in Good. the work that I do as a consultant... Um, I'm always telling people to stop using fucking surveys because they're shit and don't tell you anything and to actually stop True. talking to people and actually, you know, empathising and actually having proper conversations with human beings. Two-way conversation. Oh, my For goodness, instance. that sounds madness. I know, who would do that um, in order to make things better? So I thought I'm not going to put a freaking survey on Twitter to find uh -huh. out what story we should do next. I'm going to just ask people to come up with their reasons why we should do one of the season 25 stories and which story and we had an astonishing can I just amount say, sorry yes go i feel for it. like you've opened up a can of worms here like are like at the end of every episode where we have to have our favorite our poll of favorite people we're stuck now <laughs> people will have to come back with essays every time <laughs> and if they don't that's it we're just not listening but carry on. no no you see more. when it's something unimportant like who <gasps> <laughs> so I did Hall say the Hall of Fame is unimportant. unimportant. <laughs> but oh, honestly, yes. it is unimportant. Who thinks the best character is yeah. this? Don't care. Which story are we going to have to watch <laughs> and actually podcast about? That is important. <laughs> I think then you should put Alpha Centauri as one of the characters in every single poll just to see whether or not it gets it because it will bloody happen. Well, we don't yes. need to do that. At least there's a slight bit of randomness with the poll. Not really. Good. Anyway, good. Um, so, now it was funny because some people still responded like it was a survey. I, mean, one, I know, one great show. Okay, so I was like, no, try harder. <laughs> <laughs> or adding just please on the end. No, that is not a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Happiness Patrol. No, that doesn't get through. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but we would just like to say, 
Thanks for any response. Yes. Everyone. We're not Don't be horrible, you. Alex. <laughs> be grateful to everyone. We're actually just really glad that anyone responded. But yeah, you are being judged, not judged. Yes. Bit of, if you bit can just judged. remember that, Alex, instead of being harsh, good. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I think if we did a poll, you would have been distraught because we would have ended up doing greater show. Oh, but as God, we're not, as we're not, um, I was most drawn to, and I think you were too, the response is about Silver Nemesis. <gasps> yes, I was intrigued. Nay, very interested. Nay, let's damn well do it. Yes. yes. So we had Andrew, who is um, at Kerr underscore Fuffle, like that, who said, Silver Nemesis, yes. the loathing that fans have for this story just baffles me. And I thought, I agree. Interesting. Yeah, I, was quite I liked it was loathed. Yeah. Um, the Doctor Who show said Silver Nemesis is probably the least talked about. It's not the Daleks' big return. It's not the easy political discussion around happiness patrol. And it's not great to show. True. It's a poor man's remembrance and not that well loved. Worth doing. Work Good. Working well there at the DW show. Thank you very much. Of okay. course, beautiful Jeff, the city of Jeff, said, oh, yeah. plus skinhead boxer shorts are bound to be a big part of dress for success. Smiley face. Oh. <laughs> Yes, that was a very good call from City of Jeff. Well done. Although he does yes. say, I, act- I actually really like Silver Nemesis. It's the visitation of the McCoy years in that it's a nice stroll yes! in the country. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Oh my God, he's so right. It's a very long and unnecessary walk in the country. There we Yay. go. We shall return to those thoughts. Um, so at the City of Jeff, thank you very much. Follow these people, they are wonderful. Um, very Pete Lambert, I like that name, um, at prof, mm. prof underscore quite a mess. Yes, it's the one that I was surprised to find other fans didn't rate highly. It's cartoonish in a good way that suits McCoy and Aldred. Agree! Thank you. And then <laughs> Jeff, Jeff replied again. They're great together in it. Never had a problem with it. Not a guilty pleasure. Just a pleasure. So, oh, he just talks such sense, doesn't he? Love I know. Him. Love him. So, one, two, three, four. Those four people, thank you very much. You've helped create this very episode of the podcast. We yes. shan't be doing this every time. It's far too much work. But... I know. <laughs> people's opinions. Oh, my yes. God. We don't usually have any truck with other people's opinions. But um, <laughs> every, every now and then, we may deign to throw it open to yes. this sort of a Go break. us. Yes. <laughs> Listening to the common folk we like. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Throw a few crumbs in their general direction. You may take part. How patronising, Alex. I can't believe you're like that. Yeah, I'm disgusted with you. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm just, yeah. I do that because you're just such a, a gentle and sweet soul who would never say a bad thing about anyone. You see, that's the thing. That's the contrast between us. I'm glad you've worked it out. Mm-hmm. Good. So, it's time for some Keth McCulloch music. It must be Keth McCulloch because it sounds like that. It sounds very battlefieldy. It's time for some Kef yes, music because it it's time for Silver Nemesis! <gasps> oh, I don't think that's the right music. <laughs> What's that music? I felt it. Music that I know. 
Is Good. it though? Yes, yeah, totally. Right. I want you to take us back through the mists of time. To oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. November 1988, when you were a wee strip yes. of a girl. What was your first? Yes. What's your first memory of Silver Nemesis? What did you think back then? Well, I remember it really well, actually. I remember oh. again the excitement of waiting for it. I knew, I think, that the Cybermen were going to be in it. I think they'd already given that away in the adverts. So I remember there was like excitement there um but also one of my big memories is needing to ask a lot of questions because how old <laughs> do you say i was oh yeah i was 10 so 10. i yeah at that stage like i was still quite early on in my learning of world history and all the rest of it and i was like first of all what the hell is the third reich like what are Nazis? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Very confused. <laughs> like it opened up so many questions. Like I just didn't like all like World Wary type stuff was just like I'd seen a bit and generally had a tiny bit of knowledge from stuff that you used to watch, but they were just really like why were they in South America? Made no sense. Like that, the, all of that was just, it was like the first instance of me ever knowing about Nazi war criminals and about the third, then the fourth Reich and all of that. It just, it was like right. a whole new world of information. So to me, it was like I learned stuff. This was the first time I'd find out, found out about stuff that obviously should be common knowledge, but to me, really wasn't. Um, I remember loving the fact that I learned stuff like that was always my favorite thing when I was a kid anyway. So that was fab. Um, and yeah, and I just loved that um, the Cybermen really did do the weird shit with the gold like that. That it was just I was so excited. I remember when and I was like, oh, I know that it's going to be OK because they're gold tips and they're gold and the gold and the gold will work. And it's the Cybermen <laughs> and everything. Um, it just it gave me that joy that I, I knew who the Cybermen were and they would be defeated in the same way that they always would. So just that frisson of joy of just it being um, a foe I knew and understood. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty darn good back then, actually. How's Gosh. about you, sir? Okay, and I just want to pick up on one of your points, which is, I think is really important, is that um, I listen to quite a lot of Doctor Who podcasts, and a lot of the time they say, oh, we're fed up of Nazis, and they said about the new series, oh, why do we have to have a Nazi episode, and can't we have, can't we have seen enough Nazis on my screen? And my response to that in my head, and I get quite irate about it, is, no, sorry, we need to keep putting the Nazis on our screens, because people don't know about them. And here, yes. you were educated about them yes. for the first time. And I really was, in, yeah. In today's world, that is more important than ever because we've got Nazis running Britain and America. So I'm sorry, you need to have That's the Nazis true. there because people yes. are not seeing what the fuck is happening. So we need to see these yeah. far-right fascists. And Yeah! So, good. Good, good point. I mean, they weren't the best Nazis. They were... <laughs> not that any Nazis are good. As Nazis go, they were quite nice and timid. <laughs> what I mean is, they were very two-dimensional, weren't they? Bless them. Yes. But um, yes. Yes. Um, so my first memories. Um, I remember it. Season twenty-five was like, oh my god, we had Remembrance of the Daleks, and that was a surprise. How good that was. Um, yeah. Happiness Patrol. Yes, I felt, although I grew to like that one over time. Whilst we, you know, because we were recording on video by this point, so we could watch it back. 
I remember thinking, oh, this is a bit bit Paradise Towers, a bit Dalton the Ban and Ben. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Although we I were like... a bit embarrassed, I think. Yes. We felt like, oh, people will be like taking the piss out of the, yeah. the Candyman and shit. Like I remember yes. it being like, oh god, exactly. Please. Yeah. Um, so then this was kind of felt like, oh, this is a bit more like Remembrance, and it's cool, and there's loads of explosions, mm. and Ace is getting all these amazing things to do, and there's strong companion, and that's great. So I remember being pretty positive. And then feeling again like Greatest Show was a downer because it was like, oh God, it's clowns and the bloody ringmaster yes. rapping in the ring. It's like, I can't hold my head up to this, honestly, at school. No. So... Thank God we didn't do that one. Thank God. <laughs> we will do it at some point. Oh, Never good. Fear. <laughs> so, um, yes, so it was actually quite fresh and exciting. I mean, we knew it didn't all work. Back then, we still were quite critical, I think, of what wasn't working. But um, no, that was. But it was that was, <laughs> that was someone oh, else. Okay. I was okay. very confused yeah. by everything, so I just thought, yeah, sounds perfect. Anyway, carry on. I've got one word for you as we move on. Oh. Um, mm. Jazz. Oh my fucking Christ! That was <laughs> horrific, jazz. That was the worst. Sh- I mean, like, not that jazz is ever good. But yeah, Courtney Pine should not be allowed near Doctor Who. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Horrible, wasn't it? I could sit here and listen to this all day. Ah! In the world of hell! Oh god! So nasty. Straight blowing jazz. Yes. That's my favourite type. Oh, mm-hmm. oh nasty, um, nasty. Yeah, at least they they fixed it at the end with the medieval little twosome singing. I loved a bit of that. that that's what we could have had. That's what we should have had. It was beautiful. Yes. yes. It's a bit like no. bullseye. This is what no, you could no, have worked. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um... Courtney Pine was um, interviewed on the, on the DVD. Uh, he was saying... That he was at the point in his career, where in his jazz career, where he was stretching the saxophone to see how far it could go. And it's like, yeah, you went too oh, far, really mate. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. Oh, God. It was, yeah, nasty, nasty, nasty. Yeah. And he was quite famous-ish at the time, wasn't he? Like, people totally. did like Courtney Pine. Yeah. He was forever yeah. cropping up <laughs> and you were like, switch, switch over. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it was just jazz was not anywhere near our thing in 1988. Honestly, it was the last thing, and it still isn't actually. It's please tell me, yes, thank goodness, it still isn't. Thank God, (laughs) exactly. Sorry, it's an argument I can have with many people because so many people are like, Oh, just just try it again, just try and revisit it. Because actually, I know what you mean, some types of jazz aren't great, but honestly, just try some different types, it's really good. Oh, every time, it's just it makes me furious. It just it has a a lack of structure that just makes you want to hurt. It's so nasty. But yes, there we go. Carry on. So where do you stand on jazz, <laughs> <Yes>. Alex? <laughs> I'm glad you just opened up Pandora's box with that one word. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I thought I might. We should talk about how we felt about it this time. So like, generally, what was your impression yes. this time? Oh, more generally. Um, really, really confused i i'm actually quite looking forward to this podcast so that i can unwrap what just happened okay okay good i i um i didn't 
I didn't feel let down by it. I, I must admit, I do, I do get quite antsy with um, Sylvester McCoy and Ace in a way that I never used to. Like, I, they okay. were my doctor and companion at the yeah. time, really. Like, they were the ones I remember the best. Um, and so they could do no wrong. But now I'm like, oh, just why did you sound so stupid then? Like, I, I find the doctor and Ace were actually probably fairly superfluous to the whole thing. Oh, which wow. shouldn't be. God. Yeah, like they really took a back seat. Like mm-hmm. it was run by the three baddies. Um, and so, yeah, that that shouldn't be how you feel. Um, I like the scene, the, the scenery, and I like how... Uh, I loved a lot of the scenes with um, Lady Painful and just that, that brilliant, her being dressed in like old-timey stuff and then mm. it being... 80s clothes just seeing the the contrast of that i think made the whole thing just sit quite nicely in my head and i was like yeah i i this is for that reason alone better than greatest show and all the rest of it it just has it has a coziness to it that, that i still did enjoy this time see how my poison is as deadly as ever richard and i shall look after the sick which reminds me, I'll return to Briggs his money. Get off. I tell you, Richard, were there men of silver like these here in our day, my life had been quite different. Now I'll let them destroy each other. And then we'll take the nemesis. So I'm going to, for me, responding to it, um, I do feel like quite strongly what something Marisa said, which was, she said, I just think the 80s-ness is very hard to overcome, is what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of get what she means. Um, yeah. I think the main thing for me is is it's about balance, and it doesn't feel balanced. It feels like there's 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 kind of oddball and there's some comedy, but there's also some serious, and then there's stunts, and it just feels like a funny mix. And it means that you can't relax with it because it kind of doesn't know what it wants to be. Yeah. But I think it very deliberately doesn't want to I... be anything very pin downable. But Yes. It feels very much like and JNT I've... had a shopping list. And he's like, all these things got to be in it. I don't care how you wrangle right. that, Kevin Clark writer, but this is all these things have to be in it and you have to somehow make it make sense. Otherwise, we won't pay you. <laughs> right. And I honestly, I do think a lot of that falls at, at Sylvester McCoy's door. I just feel like oh, really? a stronger character, a stronger actor would would have made it hang together better. Like his little comedic bits. Like, if you're going to do that, own it. Be that human. Be stupid. But then don't try and be really serious and in a really crab way afterwards. Like, he, he is just he's just too weak of a character right. to really own the plot. Like, you don't feel, like, ever safe that he's going to save the planet. You just feel like, well, he's just confused for one, one minute to the next and... He hasn't got a clue as much as I haven't got a clue. And so I, I feel like it's the lack of ownership and leadership from the Doctor that just that makes it hard to just think, yeah, th- this is going where it should go because we know that nobody has uh-huh. any control. Yeah, interesting. I'd go with that. Um, I also am surprised. I wrote down... I wrote down there needs to be more comedy and I was really surprised about that. But I think what I mean is that when it was comic, it should have been owned more. Um, yes, don't just act like throw one in there and kind of look guilty about it. Just do it yeah. and really live it. But yeah, I like really in the way, like Patrick yeah. Troughton, you can't yeah. have a go at him. 
because yeah. he he owns that silliness. That's him through and through. Yeah. But Sylvester McCoy, he just doesn't he doesn't own any of it. He just you feel like he's apologising after every little gag. Right. Yeah. And but in the rest of the story as well. I mean, I thought it was such a wasted opportunity when Lady Painfort and Richard arrive in the cafe, which is the what their house has become her house has become in the future. There should have been some hilarious interplay between them arriving in medieval medieval costume with the cafe people, and like when she goes, to, like no one's yeah. Sorry, there's no. nothing. It should have been no, hilarious. No one responds. That could have no been one reacts. Really funny, and yes, and, it was clever that it was the tea room. Like oh, I yes. like that it was in a populated place. Like the, the 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 bones were there. They'd gone in the right direction, but yeah, they needed to really it, yeah. It could have been quite interesting. Yeah, and like when she when she put the chair through the window, and the cafe owner should have been there. Well, what the fuck are you doing? Well, not F, but you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like it was just like no one was there. It's like why, you know, have some yeah. interplay. And of course, the do the yes. bits where they do put comedy in really directly and too much are not funny. Like, can we talk about the skinheads? Honestly. Oh, oh, I quite like that. Oh, do you? <laughs> Tell oh, me why do you like so the skinheads? I just love the line what are you, social workers? Like I just thought it was brilliant. Like it was just that was out of left field. It was just so stupid. Like what about someone in like like medieval costumes says social worker? It just made no fucking sense. Right. Uh, and then when like so when they carry on and like they're found and like it's like oh we did that to you. Social workers. It's just like, what is this continued social work bag? But I'm loving it. Like, I just thought it was madness. <laughs> I know it was mad at the time, and I thought it was mad now, and I was like, I still don't get it. And what I also don't understand is when he delivers the line social workers to the doctor while she's hung upside down, he then turns away without, without saying, can you let me down? Can you help us? Yeah. I've got because a line to deliver. So yeah, well, I deliver, then I'll look away because actually, I'm happy. I'm happy upside down here. I just need to tell you who did this to us in a very confident way, even though clearly it wasn't. Honestly, what? Oh yeah, honestly, I'd say it's probably one of my favourite bits of the whole thing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Right, well, I'm going to tell you my favourite bit of the whole thing. And it's usually what the big people yeah. hate the most. But my favourite bit was um, Mrs. Remington. Loved her. Loved Mrs. Remington. Who's Mrs. Remington? Oh! oh my the, the American. Yes, yes! She was good. She was good. I loved yes. that. At the time, I found it really corny. Now, I had a massive appreciation for it. I was like, this is amazing. And yeah. and I, yeah, no, I realised how much we must, cool. have, we must have watched it. Because we used to recite... Dorothea Remington did bribe away my cook. <laughs> I just knew that line so well. <laughs> really? Ah. Oh, we were mad. Yeah, no, oh, I did. No. I did like all that and how excited she was that she's like, oh wow, you know, you know my family and you researched my, yes. my family tree and it's just, oh, it was, it was lovely. I did really enjoy that. But please, <laughs> tell just, me just, she just talk about. She said, "Can I just say the line?" It's right. We said. It was a slow poison. <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Remingtons of Remington Grange. I know them. Thieves and swindlers all. You study history? Dorothea Remington did bribe away my cook. 
Well, now let me see. Yes, there was a Dorothea. She died in 16... 21. It was a slow poison. This is unbelievable. Many found it so. But what? Yeah, she was amazing. <laughs> Wasn't Lady Painful just the best? Yes, Fiona Walker, brilliant. But she always is. She... What else has she been in? Okay, so... She is, in I, Claudius, she's Agrippina, and she's fantastic in that. She plays Caligula's mother. Agrippina? Ah, oh, mother. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Okay. She has one one big scene when it's Germanicus's death, because she's married to Germanicus, and of course Caligula's killed Germanicus as a child, which is horrible. And she has this big, yeah. um, big scene where she walks into Rome and says, oh, I've been betrayed by um, Tiberius and everyone. And she does this big theatre, which is very historically accurate. Um, and she does this big right. thing and therefore sets herself up against the emperor. Because um, she's a stupid, uh. dramatic woman in reality and in I Claudius dramatisation. And um, she's just brilliant. Oh, she's just so good. Mm. And if she gets sent away to Pandateria and she's in chains and Tiberius keeps being mean to her. And yes, she's yes, she's fantastic in that. All along the way in every town and village, the people flooded to pay their respects to his ashes as we passed. The air was filled with cries and lamentations. Look at the faces of these people here. It's as if they've lost a son or a father of their own. Yet the man he called father and the woman who was his grandmother do not come out to greet us. Again, is their grief greater than ours? No! Put the ashes on the hearse and let us journey on to Rome. Mm. Yeah, but of no, course, I, I, like, in the same way that carry on. Now I was just going to say she'd been in Doctor Who before. Oh, yes. Do you remember when little Susie was kidnapped in the keys of Marinus? <laughs> Oh yeah, little Susie, little Susie, who the f is little <laughs> Susie? Susan, Susan Foreman, as they live and breathe. Oh, when oh, they're in the city of Millennius, the, in the last episode or the second to last episode, um, she gets kidnapped by a, a blonde-haired woman who is an ambitious woman. It's Fiona Walker. Yes. Ah. Yes. Yeah, she really. She was. She had ownership of each scene in the way that Sylvester McCoy didn't. Like I could <laughs> her. Like she had a plan. She like like really, like you know that the doctor's just kind of bumbling from one incident to the next, but like she was she was on a mission and that kind of showed you felt like, okay, I am with her. Like if there's anyone who I'm just gonna be like invested in their plot, I'm gonna see it to the end, it's her. Like I care how you get where you're going because you're driven and I mean, she's, she owns her bitchiness so brilliantly. And that, that, oh, that beautiful little scene with the um, with Richard where she's like, why do you even like me? I'm such a bitch. And like, yes. I just really enjoyed that she had a, a wee bit of depth to it. Like, and then she carried on being a bitch very quickly afterwards. But she just mm. kind of, she recognised that he was really good to her and that she appreciated it very much. And it was, yeah, it was just, she was an interesting and flawed brilliant human yeah i really i liked her an awful lot yeah. 
I thought she's the best thing in it, really. She was amazing. Very good. Loved her. Um, this yes. is not madness. This is England. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I didn't also realise that she actually played the statue as well, which I, I well I thought it was just oh. dressed up, but I think well from what I can tell that she was the statue as well. Um, right. Yeah. Yes. And I have to say I thought That's that was one of the strongest bits as well was was the dialogue the statue was brilliant when the statue starts talking to Ace. I loved all that. And when she starts answering the doctor back. Yeah, you back. might need to unpack some of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we should we head on to uh, before we get to your questions, should we should we be a bit frivolous and do dress for success first? What the hell? You are just <laughs> flying through this. Yes, let's dress do for dress success. for success. I'm gonna get Okay, you start. Poor Roxette. (laughs) Um, As I've said, love a medieval costume. Love that that is happening down the high street of Windsor. That That was inspired and it was really ornate and over the top did really like um richard's get up as well he didn't look like a foppish twat which is often the way when they do kind of medieval outfits he looked great um i'm forever bored of ace's outfit i think i remember even then being like just get another jacket really had enough of that jacket it just (laughs) i wanted to see who she was like every now and again where she wears like a different top and she takes her jacket off, I'm like, okay, that's who that's more your style and that matters to me. But it yeah, was not was not having any of that. Um mm. but yes, there were the the I would even though I did enjoy the social workers section, the I, I wasn't loving the visual humour of the, the undies with the um with the kisses on them that that was that's i'm never very good with that kind of visual humor i just look at it and just think that's trying too hard yeah. but then i think you thought that about the whole thing <laughs> yeah the whole skinhead thing anyway yeah uh, i yeah. have to yeah, have exactly. to mention the hitchhiker um did you spot the hitchhiker who, with um... terrible cowboy boots oh it's minced. hot it was the hair yes. that i noticed more than anything else uh... it was john <laughs> john was like laughed out loud at that bit i'm like what and he's like, that man! Does he want to be a rock star? <laughs> he says. Equating <laughs> like, it with the rock stars of the 80s. It was just really funny. So have we have we done yes. Dress for Success? Oh, Dorothea Remington. No, not Dorothea Remington. Oh, Mrs. Remington. gorgeous. Yeah. Yes, she was gorgeous. Loved the fur. Yeah. Loved the outfit. She she definitely played the part wonderfully. She was... Uh, she was something a million miles away from everything else we'd seen there, like all the terrible outfits. Oh yeah, the terrible man with the Hawaiian shirt going around the, um, doing the tour. Um, yeah, like he, she did look like a world apart from that. And yeah, they, oh yeah, just the the people painfully laughing at the tour guide and then walking past, all in the worst denim, like just nasty, <laughs> nasty outfits. It was yeah, it well, was it, upsetting. they were apparently. But, Doctor Who luminaries, directors and writers and various people like that and mates of John Nathan Turner. Oh, so one of them was then. one of them was the director of um, Castor of Alpha and Enlightenment, Fiona Cumming. Another one was right. Via Lorimer, who produced Tenko's second series. 
and also did Blake Sevens. Oh. So they're all various people. Apparently Nick Courtney was in there somewhere as well, but I definitely didn't spot him and he wasn't on the screen. Oh. Yeah. But also oh, they probably have to get rid Kevin of anything Clark. with him in. Oh, yes. that's really quite so, cute. I like that they did that. Yeah. Who was the guy with the terrible Hawaiian shirt? Because that was that was so deliberate. It was just like, look, I'm going to look like a tourist. I'm going to wear a Hawaiian shirt. And it was just I that think that was Kevin it. Clark. I think that was the writer. I think. Oh, I would have to check. Shall I tell you my Kevin Clark so, story? Please. I unexpectedly heard stuff about Kevin Clark because I did the DVD release for Wish Me Luck back in the day. And yes, the first series, created by Lavinia Warner and Jill Hyam, written by Jill Hyam, apart from three of the first series of episodes, they were all written by Kevin Clark. So Jill worked oh. with Kevin on, on this wartime series. And she said he was lovely and they got on very well and he was a new writer, so she helped him on the way sort of thing. So I like to think she helped him on the way to Silver Nemesis. That's what I like to think, which was the following year. Good. <laughs> that's oh, it. That's my Kevin that's Clark cute. anecdote. Yes. Like yeah. it. See? Oh, well, that was, that was going to be one of our sections, wasn't it? Name dropping oh, Randy. Yes. Fame. Mom, claimed fame. Is there... Is there... <laughs> I think I... Okay, I, I put it in. Did you not hear the jingle? Did you not hear the jingle? So I am very closely related to the lady on the left in the tea room. Just so, just so you know. Just, just a fact. Good. Let's, let's leave it there. I believe <laughs> yes. this totally. By marriage. By marriage only. <laughs> By marriage. Wow. The closeness yeah. is palpable. I know. <laughs> um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you got anything Can't else to say about this. costumes? Not a sausage. <laughs> Good. Okay, you must have Did things that... Can we go into questions now? I'm sure you've got, got a list of questions okay, as long no, as you are. I'm not even ready for questions. I need to oh. talk about some things. I've got, I've got notes from early. I need to talk go on, them through. Go. I need to say... Oh, yeah. No, it will lead into questions, actually. Oh, yeah. Those bloody gassy things are the least covert gassy things ever. And who did them? And why? <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 stuff that puts the powder out that gets the police. Yes. Yeah. That that's a that's a long con. Like that's a long kind of plan. Like someone has put pipes in the ground, in the place where that thing is going to land, mm. just because they think some police might be there. Like I don't even get it. I wish I had a firm answer for you, but the answer is. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I wasn't watching closely enough. No. Oh, another bit I want to talk about is <laughs> when the um, the royal protector dude um, says, like, um, how did you get in here? And, and, like, Sylvester's all, like, full of knowledge, like, oh, I can tell you, but you won't believe me. And it's like, well, well the truth is you snuck in through the sign that said, like, don't come in there, it's the royal apartments. It's nothing to do with travelling in time, for fuck's sake. Like, stop trying to sound clever and aloof. Just tell oh, yeah. the bloody truth. You snuck in <laughs> to a guy. It's just mental. It's like oh, you're not God. that interesting. Just, yeah. You're right. Yeah, that that is up. weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Why would you do that? 
Very oh, strange. So, yes, I'm a man of mystery. Uh, robo men. What? Uh, yes, I like a robo man, but wrong, wrong baddie. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> supposed to be with the Daleks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Glad we've cleared that up. <laughs> but I like them. But yeah. Oh yeah. And also, felt really strange how quick we are getting our guns out. Like, so we just sat. We've been, we've been listening to some terrible jazz. Go around the corner, guns are out, everyone's happy. Like, it just seems really strange. Like, no one comments on the guns being out. Like, they just jump into a river and have a little swim. Oh, yeah, guns are out. Um, It just kind of, it just didn't feel dealt with in a way that was, like, human. Like, A should have been like, what the actual? We were just shot at. One minute I'm talking to Courtney Pine, getting me tape signed, brilliant. Um, <laughs> the next minute someone's trying to shoot me. Like it just, it didn't hang in a way that made any sense. Like it should have been like bigger, yeah. and it should have made a bit of sense as to why they they decided to make that really what should have been quite a, a dramatic thing happen so soon. Um, and there was no drama to it because they just took it in their stride so easily. It's like, oh yeah, that's what happens. Um, so yeah, I found that a little bit of a shame. Hmm. Um, I've got a question for you. And yes. that is, you know when they get to the safari park and to get, they get to Lady Painfort's tomb or whatever it is, and the yeah. Cybermen have a bit of business where they're talking about, ah, the fact of her death will drive her mad. I didn't understand that because, number one, do they know that Lady Painfort and Richard are from the past? Number two, how do they know that's Lady Painfort's tomb? What do they know about her and and everything? All of that confused utterly. Yeah, they, they really shouldn't know who she... Oh, so at some point, someone must have gone back in time to get... No, they didn't have anything. They didn't have neither the arrow nor the bow, did they? No. no, so that doesn't make sense. Um, how were they? How did they get involved? Actually, I, exactly, <laughs> I don't understand that. <laughs> and more than that, God. why was the sudden threat the cyber fleet? Now I remember back in the day being really excited. Oh, oh my God, there's thousands of cyber fleet warships out there. Um, but I was like, but why have you just added this problem which we didn't even know was a problem? And why were you looking for this problem that we yes. didn't even know existed? And it was like... It was what? just giving them something to do in the forest. They were like, well, yes. we're sat here virtually having a picnic. Yeah. We should be doing something. Oh, let's let's look for a cyber fleet. Yeah, it did. It seemed really unnecessary. And the drama of it was terrible. Like, there was just... There was, like... It was just like... Duh, duh, duh. Like, no. No, we don't care yet. Like, that, that wasn't a threat. It wasn't a thing. Why are you not trying to deal with this issue you're just sitting in the forest hanging around like that that was why he seemed so non-required for the plot mm -hmm. it just yeah. and the fact that they could yeah. make it appear oh, by twiddling twiddling the treble the bass and the balance mm. yeah <laughs> no he had made the tape deck sweetie okay. he made that that was all covered um, can i talk can i talk about tape decks can i talk about tape decks please thank you yes thank you please so around that time, I went to a garden fete. And this was an important moment in my life because this was the moment at which, and ever since, I always win raffles. And it's become embarrassing. But um, 
that really? was the first one I ever oh, won. Goodness. There was a massive tape deck, Silver Nemes- Nemesis Remembrance of the Daleks Ace style tape deck or beatbox or whatever you used to call them. Um, and I saw it at this fate and I was thinking, I know I'm going to win that. I think I'm going to win it. And I had be- I was there with a girlfriend, I think at the time it was probably Karen or someone like that. And then sure enough, mm-hmm. a week later, I got a phone call saying, yeah, you won the tape deck. We're sending it to you. Um, so I don't know, That's I had that for amazing. years. Do you remember that I had it for years, that massive tape deck? It was huge. I do remember a big silver tape deck. I didn't I had no idea that's how you got it, though. That's fantastic. Yeah, I know. But but then it's been a curse, because ever since then, I win raffles. I win draws for stuff all that's the time. That's not a curse. That's amazing. It's not good. No, it started Stop off good. Stop with your curse. It started good, but then it becomes... It's got so bad that I would not buy them anymore. And people's like, well, you've got to give to charity. I'm like, no, I'm happy to give you the money. I just don't want to win, because I have to keep going up for prizes. <laughs> Please, can you come over to New Zealand and enter the Coast Guard raffle? Because you're going to be in a boat. And okay. really want it. I'll do that. All you have to do is just pick a, tick, pick a ticket for me and it'll win. I'll tell you. Honestly, it's ridiculous. One night I won seven prizes out of ten. <laughs> That's terrible. I only took one, though. I put six of them back. Or I said put them back. But it happened six times after that. It's, honestly, my luck in raffles is insane. My God, I don't know why you're not entering every kind of raffle going like that. Like, for things you actually want, obviously, but bloody hell. Yeah. It's weird. That's amazing. Weird. Um, okay, more questions. Yes. Now we're away from you. Let's not talk you all the time, sorry. Um, Rude. Okay. Uh, cool that they knew Doctor would be this. Okay. Oh, yes, I did quite like Lady Painport just kind of being like, oh, yeah, that'll be the Doctor. He'll have changed kind of thing. Like, she's so not phased by any of that shit. She's too clever and too yeah. much of a presence to be like, you, you don't even have to explain that. It's just Lady Painport knows is a good enough response for me. Like, there's no, how would she know that he changed or he says time? She doesn't care. She just knows that, oh, he looks like that kind of twat. That must be the Doctor. And I really like that. And she just... She was a strong enough of a person to make that work. Um, I don't understand the chess. Can you give me some chess? Info? Oh, well, I can tell you all about the chess. So the chess oh, is God. is the long game of Fenric. So those moves are all part of his ongoing battle with Fenric, which, and it's referred back to um, in Curse of Fenric. So they even refer to the moves he did in Lady Painfort's study. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's better. That's yeah. much better. Yeah. Um, but okay. Did they know that then in season twenty five or does that like I doubt it. Since but, then they just kind of added that plot in. But even there was even more chess scenes that were deleted. There was at least one more chess scene that was deleted that was even more like focused on the chessboard. So, you know, I think there was a sense, maybe. Maybe it was a different plot, though. Maybe there was like supposed to be a fourth episode in which he was actually playing chess with someone else. <laughs> because <laughs> there wasn't anything else that that kind of related Who to. Who can okay, say? I can, I can, Who can yes. say? Yes. Um, yeah, and I think, yeah, just the point that it was very much visitation, just chap on a hill, just kind of chatting crap. And then when he does that terrible backward roll, oh, that's quite bad. Because you know that he... <laughs> He, they had to chop it right there because you know he obviously landed in a heap because of the, the editing, the way it was done. Like, if he'd have actually landed like anyone who didn't look like a twat, they would have kept it in. But it just was like, his legs are halfway up. Right, cut to the next scene. It was, I did enjoy that. Um, 
Can I just mention the okay. fairs? Oh, yeah. We didn't Talk mention the fairs in fairs in dress for success. The the doctor wears the fairs, the ace wears the oh. fairs, and fairs very Matt Smith fairs. Oh. Yes. Nice. Did they, I didn't did they ever talk about that in Matt Smith Doctor Who? No, but no, not I about didn't. the silver nemesis. No. Well, they should do. Um, uh, what other things? Oh yeah, Cybermen. Why yeah. does anyone ever, ever make a deal with a Cyberman? Like ever? Like as soon as like they they must go down in history as the worst deal makers ever. It's just like. If you make a deal with Sandman, you will be killed. That is the deal. That is what Sandman do. Like, as soon as, like, anyone's out of earshot, it's just like, yeah, kill him straight after. Yeah, <laughs> done. Know. Just know that's happening. Why would anyone be like, well, I think he's the man I want to make a deal with. He's obviously going to uphold his side of the bargain. Like, it's just through time and time. I mean, like, <laughs> back in Pentalian Drive days, like, that was never Pentalian a good thing drive to do. Days. It never will be. <laughs> Poor old Kelman. With his terrible hair. Ooh. Yeah. But uh, more than that, I just thought that scene was hilarious, utterly hilariously ridiculous when De Flores went with his mate to go and talk to the Cybermen. And he says, have you ever listened to any Wagner? <laughs> Do you know Wagner? <laughs> he's like, like going on about his favourite records, his Nazi records. Yeah. And how, you know, you, you, we are supermen, but you are giants and all this stuff. I was thinking, oh, my God, he I feel him shrinking with embarrassment as he's saying those lines. I really do. Um, right. Yeah, I was, oof, really? Oof. Oh, no. We want to talk to you. I don't know if you're familiar with Wagner's Ring des Nibelungen. Now we, we are the supermen. But you, you are the giants. They're wonderful creatures. Of course. But why should we form an alliance with you? Not good. And and also the, the Cybermen just, the, they were really crap. Like, I, always, I mean, they were always like one of my favourite monsters. I thought they were brilliant because, yeah. I don't know, just I think the idea behind them I loved. But they were like their reactions were so slow. You just kind of you throw like a ball at their head, and then like ten minutes later they turn around and go, "Who was that?" Like they just <laughs> like, the fact that you could like that Ace and the Doctor flapping around with a bow and just be like, "Oh, I'll activate it. Oh, I'll run out." And then like it's just like your Uncle Bob just confused. Like the Tubman should be like, "Right, fucking get him." They were just so shit like there was just they just did not seem like a scary foe no indeed they didn't i think it's the way it was directed and the way it was scripted as well that they were not strong enough and it's partly because they were plonked in there because it was the silver anniversary so it had to have cybermen because it's silver and it wasn't in kevin they weren't in kevin clark's original script at all oh yes yeah which shows i think because it's one too, one element too many. Although, if they hadn't been there, I mean, they've got that. There's a really good denouement with Ace and the gold coins. I always loved that, and I still thought that was good. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I did remember enjoying that at the time, and it wasn't. Yeah, it certainly wasn't bad. Um, but then, okay, she wound me up because of that terrible scene where she's like, "Doctor, you know, I don't usually get." worried and scared about things like this time i'm really scared it's just like why like 
two men fucking shot you two episodes ago and you just thought it was a bit of a laugh, let's jump into the river. Now, nothing has happened. You've been for a picnic and now you're really scared. Like, it just made no sense. It was just like, we have no ability to create any real tension or fear, so we'll just get Ace to say, I'm scared, and job done. Tension sorted. Like, it just was so badly done. Like, there was just no clever writing to build any kind of sense of foreboding it was mm. yeah it was weak and it could have so easily been changed because if they'd actually said cause the next scene is them actually going right into lady painfort's tomb um and having to get the get give the bow to nemesis so that they could that nemesis will follow them and so there was massive tension there if they should have had them looking up at the tower saying Right, Ace, I'm really sorry, but we're going to have to go in there and we have to go to get the Cybermen and there's there's nothing else for it. We have to just go in there and we'll probably be killed. Then, she could have yeah. said. But no, it's from nowhere. And John yeah. was like, what? What? He was really angry that Ace said, that's not Ace, he said. No. So, yeah. No. No, Very it just strange. wasn't backed up by the plot at all. It was, yeah. I like... Richard hitching a ride. I liked that a lot. It just, I loved the cuteness of him having observed someone else doing it and just doing every movement the way he thought it should be because he wasn't quite sure about the thing that works for hitching. So he just kind of did like a really cute little stance and he just looked adorable. He did. So yeah, sorry. <laughs> but no, but connected to that, my favourite shot of the entire episode is Lady Painfort waiting in the bus stop. In a bus oh. stop. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> adorable Uh, no it was uh, it was really nice and she's yeah yeah, she's always just like looking down in a kind of like a board yes i'll wait as long as i'm gonna but then i'm gonna sort this shit out she was yeah exactly oh she's very good oh yeah that's another plot thing i'm confused about right tell me they called okay she called me nemesis so that's why i am retribution and i'm like Right. So if someone had like modelled you into the shape of a smelly bum and just <laughs> said, you're a stinky bum and therefore I'm just going to shit myself, like that would be your thing. That would be your kind of what you do in life. Like it just didn't make any sense. Like. So, t- so typically right, erudite example right. from you there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But it's a bit it just, odd. Was it just a name? Yeah, but I did like the fact that she so said I've been worse was... things, but she probably didn't mean a bottom. <laughs> right. So, okay. Right. Give me where she comes from, why she does stuff, how the Doctor is linked with it, and why she thinks <laughs> he's going to do this again. And I like it's just okay. So. He's the one who made this happen and he kind of shoots her off into space so that she can come back again and do some other damage another time in the future. And why was he so scared of the, of the Cybermen? Because he was kind of not that scared of the Cybermen a load of times when he was flapping about in front of them. But suddenly he's terrified the cyber fleet is going to take over the Earth, which just hadn't been in the plot at all. <laughs> Sorry. OK, so let me unpack a little bit. The Validium, I think they said, came from Gallifrey. I think they actually said that, that it had been stolen from Gallifrey. Yeah, they did, yes. But not by the Doctor, I don't think. Yeah. But um, the stuff about he... Obviously, he had this encounter with Lady Painfort, and she created the statue of herself. 
and then realized it gave her immeasurable power or whatever. And then he fired it off into space. But it was the carelessness of... Right, sorry, let's pause there. So she <laughs> turned it into the statue. She what? Is that right? She, she... had it modelled into the statue of herself. Yes, I think so. And there was always three pieces. And so she made one into an arrow and one into a bow. And yes. one was her. So she was pissed off with the doctor for having shot it into space. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So she 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 had a measurable power in the past, but just didn't do anything with it because she didn't have a chance. The doctor shot it off before she had a chance. Yes. Okay, so she knew pretty much as soon as it was modelled, that's it, a measurable power, job done. But yeah. just bad timing. Okay, right, carry <laughs> yes. on. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's awful. I just want to say I'm not, I'm not going to defend it. This this every 25 years it coming back just because it's the 25th anniversary and it's really those those times are like oh 1917 just before no was it 1913 just before the start of the um the first world war and 1938 just before the start of the second world war and 1963 kennedy's assassinated i thought that was so random and stupid and are you saying that nemesis caused all those things which is really terrible really because because that's saying that Takes Doctor the started the First and Second World War. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And also that yeah. it wasn't any of these other reasons, that other people don't have any agency to start the war, which is bad and wrong. No. It's just yes. stupid. Yeah, they did see it. Like, they were quite proud of the whole November 23rd kind of side of things as well. It was, a, it was I guess, actually what we used to love. I think, as kids, like any kind of a, oh, that's knowledge that I've got that I kind of harked to. Like yes. that, I liked. I like it. It's just referencing back to little Doctor Who facts that were ours and that not necessarily everyone else would have known. Yeah, exactly. It just, they, they felt special at the time, but now they just seem clunky and poor. Yeah. So it's suddenly... And uh, yes. can you tell me why it's two days ride from London to Windsor? I thought they were really bloody close. Like, that is slow riding, isn't it? <laughs> yes, even for then, I would say. I think you could get to, like, from, ride. like... Yeah, you could get from London to bloody Harrogate or something, couldn't you, in, like, two days. Well, I don't know about that. No? But it's definitely not... I feel like you could. Yeah, it's definitely not as slow as they said. Who was that think. famous one? Who was that famous bloody fast ridery chap? And they were like, well, he couldn't possibly have done the highway robbery because it takes longer than that to get from there to there. Probably. Him. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. But yes, but that was a very slow thingy bob trot. It was. It was a slow um, thingy bob. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Even though, love her, and I would follow her anywhere, yeah. um, I'm trying to work out what, Lady Painfort's plan was. Like, she was like, yeah, I'm pretty onto it. I've got my, my magic time-travelling potion, yeah. which was pretty impressive. Um, and she's driven. She's going to kill anyone. She's going to have her power. But, like, when she saw, like, Cybermen, Nazis, any old bastard doctor trying to, like, get this nemesis thing for themselves or to try and stop her from getting it, what was her plan? Like, I just, she was always just going to go up there and go, it's mine! Like, there was no real plan. She didn't really have anything else going for her. Like, what, what was what was supposed to happen? Mm. 
I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, there's, I think there's just so many plot holes or plot absences that it's just really hard to work out what the heck it's all about. Yes. Very strange. Yes. Good. I'm glad that that's the same for you then. Totally. Um, totally. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So what did the statue tell Lady Painfort about the Doctor? Are we supposed to be forever and eternally curious? Well, Kevin Clark's conception was, because he didn't ever really watch Doctor Who before, which I think is slightly obvious. He said he watched two episodes before it, um, was that the Doctor was God. And this is, this is how he pitched the story to them, that he felt the Doctor was actually God coming in to interfere with the affairs of man every now and then. And that's how he perceived the Doctor. And that was the big secret, was that he was effectively God, which doesn't really properly tie in with no. Gallifreyan lore or any of that. But that was what all that was about. And that tied in with Andrew Cartmel, the script editor, wanting things to be more mysterious about the Doctor's origins. and Maybe we should explore who he was a bit more, which I never felt very comfortable with. But, um, right, yeah, now that's really wrong. Yes. Yeah, so he did a 200-mile overnight ride from London to York. Sorry, Dick Turpin. Right. <laughs> it, it was Dick Turpin. <laughs> Funny. He not was. The script edit, not the job. script editor of Doctor Who. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, he might have really researched. <laughs> yes. Good. Good to know. Um, but yes, okay. That that's that's helpful then. Yeah. Because I really hate it when people do secret. Ah, the doctor. His real name is blah blah blah. His real name. It just the name that shall never be spoken. Yeah, it's quite dull. Yes. No. Don't like. Yes. Can Can you tell me where you stand on the Queen? On her toes. Like to wind her up. Um, I wasn't offended by it. I yeah. think at the time I probably thought it was really cute and was quite enjoying it. Mm. Um, I didn't. I thought again, Sylvester McCoy having no fucking plan whatsoever was just like, oh, let's just get the Queen. She'll sort it out. I'll get like, what? What do you think the Queen is going to do? And two mad people run in and say, look, there's a big bloody silver blob coming at us. Like they're just. What? It was it was bizarre, and I I must admit I can't blame Sylvester McCoy for everything that's written for him, but it just <laughs> you it want just to though felt like he was just <laughs> I do he was bumbling from one kind of stupid thing to the next without any idea. Yeah. Okay, it's twenty one miles from Windsor to. You're still on that train. You're not gonna let it go, are you? <laughs> Average horse go. Oh my god! <laughs> Can you draw a graph? I'll put it on Twitter. <laughs> oh, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, well, good. <laughs> I want to see a horse plotted on the graph. Good. <laughs> yeah. That's your homework. Um, so back to the Queen. Um, oh, average speed of a horse, eighty. Oh my god! <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Um, <laughs> where, where do you stand on the Queen? <laughs> on her shoulders. On her toes. Yeah, um, 
<laughs> I'm not very keen on the Queen, but um, what I wanted to add was the little production fact was that John Nathan Turner wrote to Prince Edward asking him if he could be involved. And the story goes that Ooh. Prince Edward did want to be involved, but the Queen says, no, you are not doing that. <laughs> oh, I know. Bless him. Cute little Prince Edward. Yes. Yeah. That's lovely of him. I know. But no, he wasn't allowed. Because people are evil. Um, yes. Oh, I must talk about um, the, the candles. I've written down who, who lit the candles in the crypt. I like to know these things. Oh, yeah, you can just imagine the, the sad men going around with <laughs> a little taper. <laughs> a little light, a little thing. Yeah. <laughs> Adorable. We must light the candles before yeah. they arrive. <laughs> Set the scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Yes. Oh, sorry, why did they take it? From, take what? To, what? What was in the <laughs> lady? Pe- the, the 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 nemesis. Why did they take it to the crypty place? Exactly. Who knows? <laughs> no idea. Oh, okay. Okay. So that was complete because then it just ended up back in, oh no she followed it back to the other place yeah no it didn't make any sense okay yeah i do remember reading kevin um, clark's novelization and thinking oh this is good so i think it was kind of resolved more in the novelization oh really yes oh that's good oh i like it a bit of that yeah. um oh yeah i also didn't know that nazis were into the occult and stuff like that prior to this and i think they are quite into that also, oh totally John asked me about that, yeah, actually. Yeah, I didn't really realise And then that. I was like, yeah. because we're playing a game at the moment called Uncharted, a very popular video game. And there's occult oh, yeah. Nazi stuff in that. And he was like, oh, I didn't know about this. So, yeah. And then it came up in this sort of thing again. He was like, oh, gosh. Yes. Mm. When well, I like the line, such things only happen in the theatre. Oh, <laughs> yes. It's brilliant. <laughs> They're not going to be consumed by a bear. Really it was nice. brilliant. That was probably yes. one of my favourite lines. Yes. 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 Yeah. And I also liked what she when they the encountered but... the llamas. When they encountered the llamas. And that's like, she says, no, I don't think they're dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was lovely. And then I, I ended up on a little confusing spiral of oh, the Windsor Safari Park. Was that supposed to be actually at Windsor Castle? Or it was a good distance away. Why? Is it? Is her house supposed to be at Windsor Safari Park or at Windsor Castle? I guess Windsor Safari Park's not far away from Windsor Castle, but I don't know. I don't know. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, no, that confused me. Which is now Legoland, which again, didn't know. What is? Windsor Safari Park's now Legoland? Yeah. Oh. Gosh. Yeah, it doesn't exist. hasn't existed for ages. Legoland is... Yeah. Place there. Interesting. See, things I share with you. I'm learning God, I'm like things. <laughs> <laughs> I did like Could it. Could you w- tell me the average speed of a horse? <laughs> I know it now. 88 <laughs> miles an hour. Was it? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yes. Very good. I did like when the statue said to Ace, I am beautiful, am I not? Oh, I like that line. Oh, oh, liked it. I am beautiful. Am I not? Yes, you're very beautiful. It is only my present form. I have had others which would horrify you. I shall have both again. 
You are surprised I speak. I know you're living metal. I am whatever I am made to be. This time Lady Painfold called me Nemesis. So I am retribution. So is that because she's supposed to be like a talking the way that Lady Painfold was? Yes. She cares about her looks? Like, yes, okay. I think so. And okay. Yeah, and I just like the way she ta- started talking to Ace, even though Ace didn't know that she could see her necessarily or could talk. And that was a lovely, unexpected little scene where she starts talking to Ace. And I, I did like that. What did she say again? Give me some clues. I, I well, she says about her beauty, then she says, says. It's only my present form, I am whatever I am made to be. Um, and then she said, yeah. all things will soon be mine again. I, I'm sure she did. Oh, no, she didn't. <laughs> I'm getting confused. <laughs> That's back in the car, isn't it? All things will soon be mine. <laughs> they surely will, dear. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to say about the statue. I reckon the statue yes. effect is what Belal would have been had they got the right materials. Oh, is that what he's supposed to be like? Because they used that stuff that didn't ever really properly work to make him glow. Because when the doctor says to Sarah, "Who's your glowing friend?" and he doesn't glow really, oh, and he's does like, he? Which glow? Yes, which glowing friend are you talking about? There's only this chap, and he's just a bit muddy. (laughs) (laughs) But I like to think that they that Belal should have looked more like the statue. I'm I'm calling it now. Okay, well I love Belal just as he is because he's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Good. So yeah, okay. So I I'm gonna initiate a bit of a recap. Are we allowed to do that? I'm I'm doing initiating. I'm I'm starting things right here right now. You're getting a bit Um, forthright and incisive. I know. So for me, when you when you look at Silver Nemesis after remembering it the first time and and analysing it the second time, can I just say twenty five years more than twenty five years later? That's scary. So this is the twenty fifth anniversary. Uh, We're watching this thirty one years later. Oh my god! Anyway, that's insane. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. Carry on. Carry on. Good. Um, it, um, I was not upset about the add-on of the Cybermen. I liked the three different um, parties kind of jostling for the for Nemesis. I really did think the Doctor didn't have a role to play in it. He didn't yeah. add to the plot. And had he not turned up, I think nothing much different would have happened. So, um, yeah, it it was it was a nice bit of I loved the the medieval sections. I liked going back to the house and just remembering really that you can use the TARDIS as a quick hop back kind of a a, a machine. Yeah. It just that that side of it was quite cozy. The the joy of Doctor Who, which is you know quick and easy time travel, love a bit of easy access to that. That that side of it made it like a proper Doctor Who story. Um, it was informative to a stupid young child um, and there were real bits of there was bits of real joy in there with some strong performances and there was humour that worked for me if not others um, but yeah the mm. plot is flawed in so many ways that I just yes. I, I'm not, not <laughs> I'm not sure that I yeah I, I can't I can't recommend it to a friend. It's it's not 
I, I feel sad that it still doesn't make sense and that a lot of my questions you just can't answer. And I don't blame <laughs> you for it. I, I might blame you a little bit. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It's, so yeah, there you go. That's that's my review, sweetie. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I'd agree. I think it just needed a tighter plot, much tighter, because there's just so many plot holes that you could drive massive, massive trucks or fast horses going at 88 miles per hour through. Um, <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Um, but I did love Lady Painfort. A little too much, if I'm honest. And Mrs. Remington was fantastic. I loved that, which surprised me. Um, mm. And... I liked the denouement with Ace. I've always liked that, and I still liked it. And I, th- I love a statue. Give me a statue, and I'm happy always. So I like that. Really, is that a thing? Oh god, yeah, oh. totally, always. Um, okay. But Good. big problems, really. But um, I expected it to make more sense. Um, yeah. But I disagree with received fan wisdom that it's crap. I really do. I think there's a lot of yeah. good stuff in there. And it's just, if you're saying which is the worst plot of the series, probably that one. Um, really? Of this season. Yeah, I think so. Oh, greatest show. Oh, let's just have people dance about for some gods. No, silly plot. <laughs> okay. I can't wait to do that one. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, um. But what's really interesting is, it's re- regarded as the worst one of this season, whether you like it or not. And okay. the lovely irony about that is that B- in terms of BBC records, in terms of their um, appreciation index, it actually got the highest ratings in terms of audience appreciation of any story of that season. So it even mm. beat Remembrance of the Daleks in the eyes of the viewers. So there you go. Wow. Gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a shock. Good. Yeah. Well, thank you for that, sir. <laughs> right, so who? Who is it? Who is it? Who is what? Hall of Fame? Yes. I think we just put Lady Painfort there and just, just accept that it's the only one. Don't oh, we? no. And then Alpha Centauri. Alpha Centauri. <laughs> Amelia <Okay>. Rumford. <laughs> and Ganatus. <laughs> yeah. We should have a Champion of Champions Hall of Fame. <gasps> oh my god <laughs> let's do that champion of champions hall of fame because we realise that Lady Painfort's going to win this hands down so we'll do Lady Painfort versus yes. Arthur Centauri versus Amelia Runfoot versus Ganatus <gasps> like it no, Ganatus can't be it no no okay so and Ganatus uh, yeah the fourth Ganatus? one should be more game Ganatus. more game Ganatus more game. good so then Morgane and Ganatus Morgane and her and Lady Painfort would be a really good head-to-head yeah. match. Like, that not, is a fight I'd be willing to see. Happen. La, 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 <sighs> fuck you. Fuck you. Winner of the world. Um, good. So, next month... <gasps> do you know what we're doing? I can't yes. wait. I can't wait to, for this to happen in the future. We're going to record with Brian again. Woo! Oh my god! And we're gonna turn our we're gonna turn our attention to the trout popular demand. Yes, we're gonna turn our attention to the trout and classic, the Crotons. (gasps) (gasps) One of my very favourites that I can't remember. Yes. This is a warning. 
is happening here? Where has that girl gone? The Crotons. They've sent her to join the Crotons. This is a warning. We only know what the Crotons tell us. We don't think. We obey. Why do we take their orders? We don't even know if they exist. Hello? Hello? No one defies the Crotons. Anybody there? The gods are conditioned to obey. Complete obedience is the Crotons' first command. And if we fail to obey, they'll destroy you, I see. Crotons cannot die. Press the button. All right, there's no need to shout. Now go away and don't fuss me. Now come back, what's this? It's all right, I know. We've been slaves for a thousand years. Destroy the TARDIS machine. Do you think you can free us in one day? Do not move. Oh, my giddy on. Smash them! Doctor, what about Jamie? Jamie? This is not a hybrid. It is a primitive. Then the power will kill it. Yes. Good. Good. But that's next yeah, month on World Enough and Time. Oh, God, um, you guys, yes. we've got to wait a whole month for that. I know. I know. But they will because they like us yeah. enough. Just enough to come back yes. every time, every month to World Enough and Time. <laughs> Great. Have you got anything right. to end us on? No? <laughs> um... I, I'm just, yeah, I, I'm going to get in touch with that um, relative of mine who was the woman at the left of the tea room and I'll see if she's got any um, things to say about the filming. That she and maybe she remembers having a scone time. or a Chelsea bun. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> who can say? <laughs> but in the meantime, if you can create <laughs> the chart, please. The um... Oh, yes. Yeah, that, that chart is well underway. You should see my picture of a horse. Good. Galloping is intense. Yeah. So. Good. Right, until the next uh, so time. So, yes, I'd like to uh, see you again <laughs> another time. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> see ya. Bye. Oh, this horse is looking amazing. <laughs> Bye. 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 this jazz for off you speak doctor but i think you will like this touch with Andy and Alex on Twitter at World Enough Pod. Bye!